Welcome to the Covering All Bases podcast, where we're going to discuss everything that baseball and softball players and parents need to know in order to play at the next level, whether that be high school, college, or professional. This podcast is hosted by me, TJ Moffitt, professor of kinesiology and baseball strength and conditioning coach at Cal State Bakersfield and owner of Moffitt Training Systems, and Bobby Mattia, the owner of the Bakersfield Baseball Academy and Bakersfield Braves Baseball Club. This episode of the Covering All Bases podcast is brought to you by Moffitt Training Systems. Moffitt Training Systems is an online strength and conditioning service that delivers the highest quality strength and conditioning programs to enhance the physical development of baseball and softball players. Training is delivered directly to you right on your phone with videos and written descriptions as well as access to our coaches. Check out Moffitt Training Systems today and take your game to the next level with the best physical development out there. Yeah, and then you just get, you you find out what what's best in your wheelhouse per se. Where you can be the most successful. Yeah, where you're gonna achieve. And At that level. Someone's paying you. Yeah. They're gonna do what's best for them. Yeah. You know, what, what helps them right in the moment. So we'll get into that uh, as we go along with two ways. You know, having your kid be a two-way for as long as possible. Yeah. Don't let a lot of kids will figure out, you know, 16. Some kids just don't want to hit. Yeah. And it hitting is a fit with grind. Them. Right. It is a grind. And, and normally. We see it a lot with the brainy kids. They, kids yes. Are. Yes. The, the kids that are smart. Now, the, the, the kids that are maybe more apt, intelli- not intelligence is the wrong word, but baseball intelligence, not yeah. world intel world, you know. Yeah. But um, you see it, and I try to explain to the kids all the time, as a hitter in baseball, as a position player, you can take ground balls, fly balls, and take swings every day. Every day. Every day, 200 of them. You can take 300 hacks. You can do whatever. But when you become a pitcher, you, can know, you can't throw 300 pitches a day. No. You can't throw. You just can't. The body is not wired for that. So that becomes a more mentally strong position. Yeah. Because you have to be able to mentally put yourself together in order to achieve at the next level. So it becomes more, the hitting is mental. Please don't get me wrong. It's probably 90% mental, but pitching is not something that you can repeat on a daily basis yeah. to better yourself like you can as a hitter yeah, or you, an infielder or an outfielder. Every, every single day, day you can't. Your, your body's not going to handle no, that. No, no, no. You, there's so many level. bullets. There's only so many bullets in the gun. You don't want to waste them on training. Yeah. You know, you want to use them in a game. So that's that's kind of the thing I've learned over the years. It's just you have to be mentally wired different. Mentally, I don't want to use the word mentally tougher, but I will use it. It's, it's a different just, kind of tough. Yeah. Hitting has a mental toughness. Yes, exactly. It, but it's, it's a, not. It's, it's just, not because of a lack of uh, opportunities. It's because there's so many that you're not successful in. Hitting's a lot, a lot of failure. Pitching, you have to wait. You got to wait and you got to wait. Yeah, there's a long, big gap in between times of pitching. Starter pit, starting pitching, those starters amaze me. Yeah, once you know, a they week, function in the house every, every five, five days, days, once every seven days in college. Yeah. yeah. You know, you That's get six days of you have Six to days of trying to remember what you did good or bad the week before, and God forbid you did bad. Yeah. Because then you got to sit with days that of reminding. Days. Yes, it's horrendous. It's like being a football you're player. You're watching video. Man. You're, it's like being a quarterback. Yeah. 
you know, you go out there and throw three picks and you guys lose by a field goal. And then all of a sudden you get to wait a whole week and think about to that. think about that's all you're, they're not hitter, thinking about that. You got an hour before your next at bat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you, uh, it's pretty, pretty insane how, you know, these poor guys, they throw three picks and they got six days of watching the same film of trying out and not throw three picks. I don't even know. I, I don't know what they go through, but, but same with pitching, you know, yeah. you go out there and, you train all week, you're eating right, you're doing it, and before you know it, you're out in the third inning. Yeah. You know, it's just like yeah, six there's double digits of, on the scoreboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not. There's a, uh, those guys are, that's that wiring. Yeah. yeah. It's that wiring difference. Yeah. You know, I was a starter at the beginning of college. They moved me to the bullpen, which was the greatest thing in the world for me because between ADD, ADHD, and all the other stuff in between, like, there's no way it could go six days without pitching. It was the longest time frame in the world, but, being, you know, getting moved to that closer role was pretty awesome because you could go two or three days in a row. Yeah. You know, and for, for the parents out there, it's like when you're a kid, you, you don't, you don't have them be a reliever in high school. They don't, they just need all the reps they can, but there's a, there's a little gauge, even for you, you know, the parents that have the younger kids, however many pitches your kid throws in the game is how many hours it should be before he throws again. So if your kid goes out and throws, we'll just say 48 for number simplicity, he goes out and throws 48 pitches in a game, that's 48 hours that he needs to have some rest before he throws competitive pitches. He can yeah. play first base. Yeah, He can, he can do can stuff like, like that. Catch. He can yeah. work no, he can out. play he can catch. He can do all this stuff. He can hit. But, but, but in order for him to step on the mound right, and yeah. be competitive, there's got to be a 48-hour window. So if you break it down, you know, with the big leaguers, you know, they, it's right at about 100 pitches. You'll yeah. get guys that extend to 115. And, yeah, and most, the other most stuff. We'll, we'll put it on average 100 easy. Um, for the people that don't, you know, grasp kind of the understanding of baseball, you're watching your favorite team and your starting pitcher is giving up nine runs in two innings, and you can't figure out why. Like, why don't they take him out? Because he's on a 100-pinch regiment for his body. That's what he's yeah. at. He's at 100 pitches, and that's what he goes. So he will come out when he gets close to 100 pitches because there is a four-day off period before he gets into the next one. And if you yeah, let if you him throw, throw 40 pitches and pull him out, that, that screws up the, the whole, whole yeah the whole dynamics of when he's going into his next start. So when yeah, you're giving up next four days five runs prep. in the first inning and four in the second inning, they they don't even care right now. They're just like, please hurry up and get to your 100 pitch mark so we can get you out of there. Yeah. Yeah, this, you know, this game's probably uh yeah, no we're done yeah like, it's, we're, it's we're pretty over. much done but no, we're uh, waiting for tomorrow <laughs> yeah we're gonna get guys in and and do different things but but that's where you know a good number simple easy your kid throw and if your kid throws 15 pitches in relief when you think about it look at a closer if he throws 20 or less pitches he's ready to go again tomorrow yeah he can go there he can go yeah and health is good and so you you uh you base that because I hear it all the time. You know, kids will throw fifty pitches on Saturday, and but they only threw forty on Sunday. I'm like, you are utterly insane. Your kid is yeah. twelve years old. You know, yeah, and it's not their body's not anywhere no. near developed to oh. handle that kind of stuff. And you're just bringing back from what they could do later on. Yeah, like their whole next week is shot. Now they probably have some aches and pains. Oh. They're hurting. Yeah. But hey, we won. We, took, yeah, we won the uh, we won the what? championship of the silver bracket in <laughs> some middle of nowhere yeah, tournament yeah, that yeah. no I'm one even knows about any names, right? It's and not. They, 
kids don't even know what the score was the next day. Yeah, but we took we won the championship of the silver bracket. But I always tease. I'm like, so what is that like fifth place? <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah, yeah. I, for for the longest time, the kids would come in. When we played in the silver bracket, I'm like, well, I know silver's not as good as gold. Yeah, silver's According not to the number Olympics. one. <laughs> yeah, it's not number one. So, oh, I, so please you didn't explain win? that to so me. So you didn't win? So, so, so the top four teams go play in the gold bracket, and then the next four teams play in the silver bracket, and then those next four teams play in the bronze bracket. I'm like, I'm just looking at them going, so you can win the bronze bracket, but you can say we... So you could say you won. Yeah, so you could, like, we took the bronze, and I'm like, oh, you finished ninth. Like, I don't realistically, get it. yeah, yeah. It's like, that's not actually third. That's not right. actually bronze. It's just, but whatever, man. I, yeah, that's I don't, a whole, uh, that's a whole nother animal. Those, those are, those are things that I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to really go out on a limb and say, I'm never going to grasp. I've gone through it with the kids. I've gone through it with the grandkids. I'm definitely the big picture guy for sure. Yeah. We're not, um, we're looking at winning on Saturday. We're, no. we're looking at, years down the road yeah yeah i'll be able to see the forest through the trees that's really the coach's, coach's job is that. to see yeah. see further see further than the athlete can see themselves that's what scouts do scouts will get kids there's kids that get drafted and people are like how did that kid get drafted and then three years later kids in the big leagues that scout saw something that's their job to find something in that kid that separates them from other kids and a lot of times people disagree you see that at the college level too. That kid. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. You just get you see that the college level. You're like, why do they draft that kid? And he's not very good right later, now, right? But it's just like they have their little metrics they go by, and they do a phenomenal job. And then they watch other kids. You know, for them, it's just metrics and numbers. You know, your kid throws 88 miles an hour, and he's the best pitcher in the conference. That's awesome. He doesn't get to play pro ball. This other kid yeah, that's not the best kid. Yeah, yeah. No, it, he is the best kid in, in the bronze conference. in the bronze bracket. Yeah, in the bronze bracket. That's how it is. And then you got this other kid that throws ninety four and can't even fit it through the doorway sometimes. And that kid's getting drafted. You're confused by it. We're just we're not paying full price for a wrecked Lamborghini. You know. Yeah, even though it has a sticker and on it. Even though you tell me sticker. it's great. Yeah. You tell me it drove great. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It looks great, but. But uh, you just kind of—it's not the same. Yeah, I mean that's the—I don't know. When I, I, my heart says I want to hit everybody, but you're just not going to get it to everybody. Not everybody understands. You know, they're not going to grasp it. They don't—the concepts out there, and it's probably—you know—I forget the term they use, but it's like rose-painted glasses or oh, the rose-colored glasses. Yeah, rose-colored yeah, glasses. You're looking at everything a little differently. Yeah, you just kind of look at things a little. You don't—you don't see what's actually there. And, uh, you know, everything's rainbows and butterflies because yeah, you for sure because you're not looking down. No, <laughs> you're only we want looking our up kids in yeah, exactly. one direction. As a coach, we're trying to see all directions and have the to. future. No, you have to see all directions. And you know, I mean, we know as coaches, you bring a freshman in, you're coaching at Cal State, you know, you're not going to have him as a junior or, you know, after yeah. a junior year. Yeah. It's a three year process. We, we already know that. You know, you're not going to start. And we know those guys aren't going to start their first year. You look you know, at me like no, but you're going to get better. For kids, sure, kids' parents like, why is he not starting? Like, no, it's because you're not there every day. You don't see what we see every day. Yeah, you don't see everyone else. You're not looking at every other guy as a parent. You're looking at your kid, how well your kid's doing. You don't see all the other kids that have been doing everything right. Yeah, they just, for I the mean, last three, four years. Yeah, they just yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's like those rose-colored glasses. It's not uh, nobody starts on top. 
even in your job, you know, you don't get to, you know, get hired as a new employee and get the title of president. No. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. work that way. It it's doesn't not work a, that way. Um, I have some really, really dear friends that started off, they are presidents of companies and started off as irrigators and, you know, janitors and assistants to the assistant, the assistant, assistant, yeah, assistant, yeah. you know, and now yeah. they're the president of the company. But it's a and time, it's a process, it's yeah. the work you put in. Well, you just learn, you learn as you grow. That's it. Uh, there was a, uh, something we, that I really want to hit on whether it be this podcast, another podcast, but a, a dad to give me some literature. I need to reach out to him. But if your athlete learns something incorrectly, a move, a procedure, a way they play a game or whatever, um, there's a four-year process of them changing, and it actually blew me away. And in the process, the, the very beginning of it, it says they have to unlearn to relearn the correct way. And I was absolutely blown away. I just thought there was learning. I never processed the fact that they would unlearn yeah. and then relearn. The unlearning part is absolutely insane, but I just was not, I was like, wow, you know, um, it's so set into what they do. It's their motor patterns. It's what they've done for so long. Yeah. It, just, it, it, it was, takes a long time to change that. Well, they, they, that's from a physical standpoint. I and get it, but I'm just talking the mentality, like where to go as a shortstop, where to yeah, go as a third baseman. Yeah, then there's understanding how to yes, do everything. Yes, the game, the, yes. The throwing and all the other stuff. I get the body movements. A lot of guys are not. There's guys that, you know, a lot of my friends, they can, you can watch a guy swing and tell you whether he's hit or not. I don't yeah. care what his batting average is. I don't need to see yeah. his batting average. I don't need, I want your kid throw and just go, that kid's not going to last, you know, as yeah. his arm's going to blow out. It's like, we see stuff like that. That's just a, the eye test or whatever it is they refer to it, you know, when people say, but I don't need a radar gun, you know, yeah. I just say, see, so I got my IDAR, as yeah. we call it. And, and it's not, you know, you're going to be within and, and you go through these elements and, and that's where, but unlearning the game is, yes, and it's tough. I mean, and we, and you got a lot of kids doing it from the specifics uh, from little league to yeah, playing on the big field. It's the small field to the big field. Yeah, that that's a big transition for people. Uh, I watch small field baseball, and and the cutoff guy is a shortstop guy, you know, shortstop or the second baseman or something. The kid in the outfield throwing it to him, and I'm just like, what are they doing? You know, like, but that, but I get it. It's a short field. It's all the other stuff. But when we get to, um, when I have parent meetings and stuff, I tell the parents if your kid's like 17, 18 years old, it's going to be tough for us to get them to that level because they have to unlearn. And not, you know, there's a big unlearning curve. It blows, I mean, it is literally, it's crazy. And for all the parents out there, it's like we talk about you've been, you know, if you if you have a high school kid, you know, you're probably mid-30s, 40s, whatever it is, you've been at your job for 10, 15, 20 years, and these kids come in with degrees from you know, Stanford and, you know, St. Mary, these, you know, yeah. good schools, Loyola Marymount, and you're looking at them going, what in God's green earth did you learn in college? But yeah. we came in the same way. We just didn't realize it. Yeah. And and there's an unlearning curve for yeah. those kids. You're like, hey, that's awesome. I'm sure the book's pretty cool. It said that, but this is how we really do it here. This is how it actually works. This here. is how it works. I, I had a kid. We have uh, one of our kids. He's in a trade school and just talked to him, moved out of state. Uh, baseball kid, married, 
he had said he's, you know, he's going to school for his trade, but he's also working. And he's like, it's, it's utterly insane. I have to go to school every Wednesday. It's four hour class. And everything we do in our class is absolutely opposite of what we do on the job site. And those are his words. He said, yeah. it's the most insane thing, but we have to do it in order to be certified or get there, whatever yeah. it is he's looking for. But I was just, I was laughing. And he said, it's crazy because we go to school, we come back and our boss is like, okay, that's what we're going to do. Well, they said this in school, that doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work with these units or whatever it is yeah. we're working on. It's, I'm sure that it used, works that somewhere. Used to, that used to work. It doesn't yes. work anymore. Yes. And, and, and it's kind of one of those. Uh, it was kind of, it was just funny. I, and I, stuff like that makes me laugh. Well, yeah, we know? see it with the high school kids and then they come out to college. Yeah. They're like, I used to do this this way all the time. And you're like, that does not work at this level. Not at all. And that's, those are the things we talk about, you know, fielding ground balls and you get your feet wide, get your hands out in front and you hear all that stuff. And then you, you get wired into that stuff. And then all of a sudden you field it and throw it and the kids already beat it. Yeah. And you're like, that's the fastest kid I've ever seen. And you're like, that's their five-hole hitter. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not even there's, fast. Dude, there's three kids in that lineup that are going to run faster down the line. It's just kind of cute now. So a lot of kids have to unlearn in college. Yeah, that's what I mean. There, there's a lot. I, I, I feel bad. I feel bad for a lot of, you know, college coaches. You recruit these kids. You know, they come out of these showcases and all this other stuff. And, and you know, but hypothetically, they're a third baseman. You know, they've only played third base on their travel team, their high school and everything else. And then you've got a sophomore projected top 10 round kid playing third base. You know, well, that kid's not going to play third, but you need his bat in the lineup. Yeah, where's he going to go? And yeah, you move him and you put him in left field and the kid's panicking because he's never played left field. And I've heard kids say, like, I don't even know. I've actually heard coaches say the kid said to me, I don't even know where to throw the ball. And he's like, you played third. Like, it's just yeah. another... Hundred feet years behind old. you. It's You're like, nineteen years old. You've yeah. been playing baseball yeah. for how for, long? For, yes. <laughs> and there's little. I mean, there's little neat things for, you know, parents to ask when we get our kids. Like one of the first things I'll get kids that have played. You know, in every like TJ was stating earlier, playing all these tournaments and showcases, and you know, first place in the bronze division, silver yeah. bracket, whatever, and all this other stuff. And and the first thing I say to them when they're catchers, is is you know. I'll give you a scenario that that takes them that long to unlearn is runners at first and second and they double still. And I asked the catcher, where do you throw the ball? And I said third. And then I have to break it down for them 90, I don't even know, 98% of the time, you don't throw the ball to third. You've got to throw it to second. Yeah, because that guy, then, you can see that guy. I had the same situation uh, when I was coaching the, the college team, the summer, the Junco team. Uh, we had, uh, Braden was catching. Team double steals, he throws to third, everyone's safe. Mm -hmm. And then I filled in because it was one of those days I had to catch. And same situation. I was like, oh, this is easy. Throw it right to second, he's out by three steps. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I was like, I haven't even played this game in. Yeah, but it's your wire. But it's understanding it's the situation. It's a wiring, yes. Like, That's all I it saw, is. I saw it happen earlier. I know it's going to happen again. Yeah. Well, they, and they hope. So the parents, like, you know, catchers listening and the parents, you're you're sitting there thinking, no, you have to throw the lead runner out, and you're like, no, you don't. You have to grasp the concept of I need an out. He's well, it just where's you, the most possible out? Yeah, yeah, it's just where what what makes sense. And the thing is, the kid at first can't run until the kid at second runs, which mm -hmm. means he's definitely getting a worse jump. Yeah, 
and the kid at first lead is shorter than the kids at second, you know, yeah. shorter than the kids at second. So he has a longer distance to run. So for all of you, you know, saying they're all, all 90 feet. Yeah, I understand that. The bases yeah. are 90 feet everywhere, but the yeah. kid at second's got a Much hypothetical 20-foot, 18-foot lead where the kid at first has a 9-foot lead. You know, he's not trying to give away that they're double yeah. stealing. And then he can't take off till the other guy takes off. And all of a sudden, your catcher comes up and throws the second. And the poor kid's out by three steps. Yeah. You know, just, it's not even close. And uh, and we'll get into those things. You know, those those are the things that I'm not kidding you. It's a two-year process just for catchers alone to yeah. be able to throw to trail guys. You know, we refer them to be confident doing that. But, yeah, yeah you're just so like. even have that as an option in their brain. Now, if there's a left-handed hitter up. And you feel like you can throw the guy out of third? Go ahead. I mean, yeah, you we're good with that. Window. But, but you better throw him out. Yeah. Like, you, there's not, this isn't one of those things where half the time you throw him out. It's like, it better be 100%. Yeah, if you're going you know to third. You're the best chance over there. Oh, that guy is out at second. Yeah. He is out at second. He's 100% out at second, you know. But that guy at third, if you're going to go to third, I'm, I'm good with it. It doesn't, like, still in scoring position. It's not. Yeah. You better throw him out. Yeah. Like, there's no. No ifs, ands, and buts. No thought process. No, like, I'm not like, yeah, if you're going to take that risk. Yeah, if you're going to take the risk, bro, you better, it's okay. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it, but don't miss. Yeah, for real. So those are the things. And you ask your kid, if your kid's a catcher, you know, where they throw the ball. And they're, now put yourself in the college coach's perspective. I don't have time to teach him that stuff. No, I, I don't. So I got 35 other guys, plus I mean. all the other guys that are trying to make the team. That's what I'm saying, man. It's just not. I don't plus, have... I got to run the program. I got to do all of the other things that nobody sees in the background. Yeah, it's just I don't have time to teach a kid to not throw the ball to the cutoff guy, throw it to the base. And teach them something they you should know? have learned when yeah, they were trying to process something 13, that's going to make years old. Yeah. And you get those kids, like we said, you know, the kid playing third. I don't know how to play outfield. It's just saying, don't worry about it. Like, be a good listener. I don't yeah. even know, but they panic. Boys especially, we panic. I think girls don't panic as bad as boys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Covering All Bases podcast. We encourage you to leave us a five-star review and share this episode with one of your teammates, one of your friends, or anyone else you know that is trying to get to the next level, whether that be baseball, softball, high school, college, or professional. We want to give the best information to those who need it. So please share it out. We look forward to talking to you again soon.